1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
0: presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey sports with an awesome network and great savings. There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: No, not a surprise for us. I think for some time, FedEx business model has shifted, and they've been really good partners to us to stick with us through a time period where it didn't make as much sense for their business model. And they're actually sticking with us as partners even beyond this, just not as naming rights partners. So it's actually a great moment um, for them to get better in line with what they needed to do for their business and for us to be in the market because things are at an all-time high for us um, or an all-time recent high for us. Um, and that there's, this is a great opportunity um, given the growth of the business of the last year, largest attendance growth. We led the league in new sponsorship business last year. We led the league in new suite sales last year. The excitement on the football side, more importantly, around a world-class general manager, a coach who's an amazing leader of men and people and an attractor of talent, and uh, substantial draft capital and cap space. This is the right moment for us to be in the market. And so FedEx exiting now to be better in line with their business model and us being in the market at a peak moment for us is exciting and great and actually great for them to do as a business partner to us.
3: That was Jason Wright right here on Grant and Danny. Welcome back. You're listening to The Fan. If you missed that interview, and it will be available for you when we're done at 630 at thefandc.com. Grantanddanny.com will podcast it. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kandorian Murad. They're the official g show sponsor. they are help protecting your assets and update your will and your trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com. Mention the show to get a discount. kmlawyers.com. That was Jason Wright when we asked why FedEx isn't on the stadium anymore. If you're just jumping in the car, you missed this earlier today coming home from work. FedEx Field is no more. It's just right now Field or Commander's Field, I guess, is what they're going with for the time being. They're going to try to sell the naming rights by the start of the season. Jason said the plan is to have a new sponsor by kickoff of the 2024 campaign. I just think it's really simple, especially if they're staying on as a sponsor, Danny, which he said in that answer. They're still doing business with the team. There's still going to be an exchange of commerce here where they give the club money and they get something for it from an advertising standpoint. Well. Why don't you want to be on the stadium? I think it's as simple as they don't want their name on a stadium where every time it's brought up, it's bad. It's bad. Let's rank the worst, you know best to worst in the NFL, Stadium 32, FedEx Field. Uh, what's the worst experience in the NFL? FedEx Field. in whatever the list is, mm-hmm. you can't tell me that if you're FedEx, that isn't annoying to see. Why, why would you want your name associated with something that's considered the worst? So,
4: and in, in Jason said, I mean, listen, you you could hear him talk, and, and he uses you know dizzying language at times as a guy that's in, in the business world. I mean, he, he says, aligns with their business models, and I'm like, Totally. I have no idea if it does or doesn't. But there's there's also a Yeah, what 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 does that mean? Right. I don't know. Well, there's but there also is a case to be made where someone goes, Hey, in the past, this is how we did our marketing dollars. You've seen companies do this before at down at the kind of the local level. We for example, uh we uh, a car dealership goes, we are huge fans of local television spending. And then the next person that comes in goes, uh, that doesn't really do anything local television spending. We love local radio spending. Let's go spend on Grant and Danny. Whatever, right? There are different ways to do it. So a, a company going Hey, this doesn't align with what we want to do marketing-wise anymore. That's actually not crazy. Like I, I know it, it. It's in general, it's very easy to beat up Washington and 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 beat up FedEx Field, and if you want to take a shot at Jason Wright, there, whatever, it's your prerogative. But this case, that actually might be a thing where FedEx looks up and goes, "We can actually get out of this a couple years early. We're not really doing this anymore. We're still partnering with the NFL in a million different ways, doing a bunch of advertising and stuff. But this doesn't fit with what our how we allocate marketing dollars anymore." We don't want to do that. That's not crazy. It could also be what you're talking about, where we go, this thing's a dump. I want. I want. I do not want my name on the dump. You know I, I, mean? I think we'll
3: know based on whether or not another sponsor jumps in, right? Because, now, he did suggest that whoever the new sponsor is, maybe you have your name on the new stadium.
4: And you, it would carry over. So that, let's say you sign a 10-year deal. Right, exactly.
3: You know? Now, that's how you get somebody in, mm-hmm. I think, because... You're going to want to be a part of the brand-new, state-of-the-art, gorgeous stadium that's hosting events, and NCAA tournament games are coming here, and the Super Bowl's going to be in the rotation in the first few years, maybe. Uh, Obviously, it's just going to be the talk of the NFL. They're going to get extra primetime games. So if they're going to say, you got to wear it, and you're going to be at FedEx Field for five seasons as part of a 10-year deal, but you'll also get the first five years of the new stadium, and we want... Ten years and 120 million, 12 million per year. You know, maybe that's how they get a deal in place. But if it's just Commander Stadium in Week One next year, I think that's going to be pretty revealing as it pertains to like whether or not companies want to be associated with the stadium. And I actually asked Jason about that. I, I, my, my point was, are you concerned that you might not be able to get? I'll just throw Coca-Cola or I'm, I'm look, you know, Shake Shack's right out mm-hmm. the window here in the Navy are like Shake Shack field might, maybe they just don't want to be associated with being ranked 32nd of the 32 venues.
2: No, not one bit. Um, I think one, the investment that's being made is a credible signal of what the experience uh, at what is now commander's field um, for the time being will be like for now and for the foreseeable future. But also this is just an inherently valuable market. This is, the the seat of the nation's capital. It is the most diverse fan base in the NFL. It is the most loyal fan base in the NFL at a time when that team is in a resurgence, uh, most importantly on the field, but also in the business itself. And so if you are a brand or marketing professional or the head of a company that has interests in the D.C. area, which I would argue everyone and their mother has <laughs> because uh, business flows through this city um, irrespective of industry and it is an absolutely exciting experience and we've had great conversations already there's no shortage of interest in this and we've got ex- external help helping us because as you said we have a lot to do already on our own so we have um, external folks helping us to do this naming rights approach it's a firm called elevate um, and uh, it's going really great so far
4: so looking at it's really hard to get concrete research on this, but doing my best, looking at a couple different uh, sports business websites and things that sort of categorize these things, it looks like this FedEx deal for Washington was pretty much in line with a lot of the the naming rights deals around the league. You know what I mean? So it depends on the market. Like one of the things I found, again, this isn't concrete, but grain of salt here with some of these numbers. Nissan in Tennessee, I think they gave around four and a half million dollars a year per year for naming rights at that stadium. The FedEx deal was up over seven. Met life in New York was right around 7. I mean, again, it all kind of depends on the market and, and different things. So it's not as if they were dramatically underpaid in that regard or way out of bounds, way over the top that they wanted to get out. I, I I guess it's it's a long way of saying I actually kind of agree with Jason here. I think they're going to be able to get somebody, even if it's shorter term, even if it's not with the promise of going to the new stadium. I was going to say. Just because it's with a new thing. Standalone FedEx that field. people are into. Yeah, I do. I think they're going to be able to get something.
3: Well, it's never been better, I, I bet, for Wright in his time mm-hmm. here to sell this operation than right now. And just wait, it's only going to get better if they take Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner number two, which will be the, you know, the biggest pick and the most exciting, flashiest edition from a roster standpoint they've made since Robert since Griffin. Griffin. 10 years ago, or 12 years ago now. 12 years ago, by the way. Crazy. Cool. Uh, all right, I want to play this audio. I think it's hilarious. So... Chief Saholik. I'm, I'm gonna remind people about this story just in case you, you forgot this. So there's a famous Kansas City Chiefs fan. He's a super fan. Think of him as like our Chief Z. Remember that guy? Um he's no course, longer with yeah. us late Chief Z, who would you know would get in the headdress and, and this was obviously a different time. And uh he was like the human fan mascot, essentially, that everybody loved for the Redskins at the time. Their guy self-appointed is chief Saholic and he would dress up like a wolf and he would go to games and everyone would take pictures with him and he was famous and he would travel and he would go on the road and you know I'm, I'm there was like a charity element where he would go to take pictures with kids and do all this stuff well it turns out that he was arrested or, or wanted I should say initially for robbing banks. And there was this huge search, remember, for months on end where they were trying to find this guy.
4: I cannot wait for the Netflix documentary on this. I, like, I can't wait well, for it. Well,
3: you know about the documentary that came out that was very good on
4: ESPN. They, they did a 30 for 30 on it, right? Correct. Yeah. Is Netflix doing one as well? Or a, or a E60. I can't remember what it is. But I, I mean, like, when they really do it, like, give me a full two hours oh, or multiple okay. I mean, episode saga.
3: There's, I mean, you, already, you, you got your full hour-long special on yeah. ESPN available right now if you want it. But. So they cracked this to the point where it turns out, allegedly, I guess, still, he was committing bank robberies while driving on his way to Chiefs games, and he would like go rob a bank, get back on the road, keep driving to the game, be Chief Saholic in his mask and stuff. Now he wasn't robbing the bank as Chief Saholic; he was just wearing like another kind of a mask. But one of the craziest sports slash non sports stories ever, and I'm sure in Kansas City they had a field day with it on the radio. The funniest thing about this story, which isn't that funny, is that his agent is such a wackadoo. Or his, lawyer. his lawyer is just such a goose. So his lawyer today, after his client admitted that he was guilty of the crimes at hand, went out and addressed the media. Here's what he had to say.
5: From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today... Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground and that's because he's capable of doing a great thing and he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the chief's kingdom. He loves Kansas city and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you, and God bless. I
3: mean, you can't make that up. Did his
4: knee touch the ground?
3: You cannot make that up. The, the, the agencies were were pressuring. The pocket was collapsing. This guy is such a goose. I mean... Bank robber, man.
4: The, the cringe. Bank robber. The government was blitzing. Real life, dude. <laughs> this yeah, this guy, he bank. also looks like a grown-up
3: version of Alfalfa. I probably shouldn't talk about appearances, but... His hair is parted right down the middle. He's just missing the little, uh, you know, the little shark's tail thing at the top. But this guy is such a wackadoo doing all these sports references. Can you play the one from back in August? This was when he was saying he was innocent, by the way. Obviously, now he's admitted guilty uh, because the pocket collapsed on him. So he had to, I guess, throw the football, as it were.
4: But he didn't touch the ground?
3: So this was back in the summer when he talked. And the first time we heard this silly goose.
5: This is not Chiefsaholic's last drive. And he believes, and we believe,
3: this guy's not that when real. the
5: final whistle blows oh. and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chiefs' kingdom.
3: By the way, how did that work out? Because he admitted that he was...
5: Yeah, not I mean, so great. I
3: guess you could plead guilty for lesser charge and he could still tell people... I didn't do it or something? I don't know. I don't know how that works. This guy's name is Xavier. I think it's actually Xavier from the documentary. Uh, Babooter. Gained notoriety for wearing a gray wolf suit to Chiefs games, admitted to stealing more than $800,000 in 11 bank robberies. What is this, 1923? My God. Who the hell is robbing a bank now? You know how hard it is to rob a bank and get away with it? This guy did that 11 times. Now, eventually, I guess he didn't get away with it. But he never once got, like, caught by security walking out or arrested by the cops. He robbed 11 banks at a time with cameras and... That we know about. Like, hitting buttons. (laughs) a good point that he's admitted to. A lot of chief road games. Like, hitting buttons where you just, like, something falls from the sky and you're in a net now. Like, there's all kinds of weird technology. How the heck was he able to rob 11 banks, this guy?
4: I'll tell you why. He never touched the ground. All these different banks were blitzing him. And he was able to rise above the pressure. And he Boys stood tall in, in the, in the pocket.
5: pocket.
4: An
3: average of $72,700 per bank.
4: So I guess he's not going full vault there. I guess he's doing drawers and then maybe like a, the occasional safe. Well, he, you're not other, going to full vault. Here's the other bit from that
3: doc that was unbelievable. He was a massive sports better. And he would, now in his life, everyone knew who he was. This chief guy. And he would have pictures of him not in uniform, wasn't like he was like a mystery man,
4: what a wolf the entire time.
3: But he would post these tickets of putting a hundred thousand on Patrick Mahomes to win MVP, and it would like hit. And he was betting always on the Chiefs and Mahomes, so of course he won. So he's going to win a lot, way more often than he lost. But everyone's like, where is he getting this money? What is this guy's job? From banks? How (laughs) does he traveled every game? Like, what is his gig? What is his deal?
4: He was robbing banks. He was robbing banks. (laughs) That's what he was doing. That, That was the biggest source of it. Probably was the bank robbing. I want to hear the one from today
3: again. I just think, yep. to, to me, like this is life imitating art. Like this is out of a movie. Right. There's certain things that happen where you go, this is too
4: outrageous and too stupid. Like the original script was one thing, and then they punched it up and it became the town. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like this. Also, listen for the word "repentant" in there for me. <laughs>
3: yeah, you really. I, I, I my ears perked right up on that one. <laughs> I just. Am, am I overdoing it to say this is one of the funniest bits
4: ever? It's unreal. Is this
3: terrible this, lawyer with well, a cheap suit on standing in front of this courthouse? It's no
4: crime not to be a football fan. It's, it's not a crime. But when you're like, I know what I'll do. I'll relate to the folks is who, he with on football the bit? stuff. No. He's it, in on the bit. No, this is this is like someone who read like football 101 that's, that morning. No, no, no. no. Football for Dummies. And he's I, like, it's third and long for Chiefs of Chiefsaholic. I, I think he's a football mark. No. And I,
3: I think he thinks this is how he makes his guy relatable. He's like, you guys are all Chiefs fans too. You're all in this together. Uh, here we go.
5: I'm From gonna, the beginning I'm gonna, of this ca- bell, by the way, with each terrible football mention. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. Right there. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. Three. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, Mm. and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier and if the Chief's kingdom knows anything about (coughs) Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. There you go. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you, and God bless.
3: The knee-touching the ground one is the worst. That's the hard one. I mean, they're all bad, don't get me wrong. But that one is, he is, trying, like, he's reaching so far to it's like the remotes just out of your reach off yeah, the couch. Trying to like, get
4: that analogy in
1: there.
3: That's tough. It, it, the first few came easily. They're terrible. Yeah. But it's like, okay, the guy was under pressure because he's you know he committed a lot of crimes. Uh, and and obviously they got the, the pocket collapsed, the walls caved in on him. I get where you're going with it. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. It's stupid right, and right. ridiculous, but I get it. This one was tough. He he goes so far, he's like, he's a resilient guy. He doesn't go down easily. In fact. In fact if he fell or stumbled his knee wouldn't even touch the ground like you don't need to go that no you, we you, got
4: we got it with before you <laughs> there's a lot of kip from napoleon dynamite in him too you know what i mean it's like like he's you know he's really you know he's learning a lot and he's got hope and it's like oh it just doesn't feel that that, that didn't feel very serious someone, you know what i mean like b- banks were robbed <laughs>
3: you know I mean? someone just said you can hear a lady asking who is this guy while he's talking in the one from in the summer. Play that again, because that's funny. Apparently like one this of the is, bystanders maybe. Who is this This guy?
5: is not Aholic's last drive. And he believes, and we believe, that when the final whistle blows and all of the facts are known, that he is going to be redeemed in the eyes of his community, in the eyes of his fans, and in the eyes of the Chiefs' kingdom.
4: I didn't hear I didn't someone hear saying that. I didn't hear who is this guy. Who is this guy? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> right. who, who, I mean, I'm asking it, too. Who is this man?
3: Barack Drama on Twitter may have swung and missed here. Let me be clear. Is it on the new one? Let me be clear. Yeah, try the new one again. Is it on the one where one, he says... One, wait, one, he, one more time. Let's. He try stood...
5: Rep- From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if they the Chief's gone. Kingdom knows anything about Chief'saholic, <coughs> we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled
3: what if he squim- and he
5: fell, he'd go down. Right? He didn't let his knee touch the ground. Damn it! And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing, and he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the chief's kingdom. He loves Kansas city and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you. And God bless.
4: I didn't hear it. I still didn't
3: hear. I was it. listening for it. Wow. Baracko drama. Let us arrive there.
4: There's definitely more chatter, like background chatter in that cut than, it, than the summer one. Yeah, but, but yeah, if still if don't hear we're it.
3: We're listening for it and we don't hear
4: it. Yeah. Don't hear it.
3: Let me be clear. I didn't hear it, man. Hmm. Taking you up to 6.30 tonight on The Fan. Peter King joins us. Top of the hour in 35 minutes. Right here on Grant and Danny.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: With Danny, I'm Grant. This is The
3: Fan. We are on social media at Grant H. Paulson for me, Twitter and Instagram.
4: At Funny Danny and Humorous Danny, respectively.
3: A couple people tweeting us saying that Chief Saholik is definitely in on the bit. He's got to be. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's a line in The Sandlot. Wendy Peppercorn's up there on the stand. Benny the Jet Rodriguez, is, and then we're all debating. They're like, "You think she knows what she's doing?" And she's like, "Putting her sunscreen on." Yeah. And he's like, "She knows." She knows what, what she's, what she's doing. doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. I I think that about Chief Saholic. Like, you think Alfalfa knows what he's doing? I think he knows exactly what. Listen,
4: he's doing. bro. When you make a sp- statement on my behalf, minimum three, hopefully four or five. Direct football analogies for what's going on.
3: We had Adam Peters on the show yesterday. I want to get into what he said about the holdovers. That was something I heard from a lot of people about last night, and I wanted to see how it sat with you. You were our resident mm-hmm. salty dog cafe. That's right. When it comes to Martin Mayhew still being here, the fact that they retained a bevy of staffers, front office uh, mostly, a couple of coaches as well. But you asked, like, why keep any of these holdovers? Why not start fresh? You're here because they stunk. Here's what he said.
6: Yeah, refer to them as holdovers. DQ actually had a great, great um, thought process with that. And and they're not holdovers. They're part of the new staff. And so they're starting over. So whatever, you know, whatever they were doing before, they're, they're part of what we're doing moving forward. So I can tell you I think we have four four coaches from the previous staff, and and we have a lot of people on, in the personnel department, and they're all here because they deserve to be here because they're they're really good people and they're really good at what they do. So, we're we're excited as heck to to have them and have them be a part of this thing moving forward.
4: I appreciate his answer. I he's there's no incentive to run anybody under the bus when you've got to deal with these same people. Um, you know, if if there was truth serum and a private room and everything was off the record. I'd go, I, frankly, I don't care as much about the scouts. They're turning in reports. They're scouts, I'm sure, the same as everyone else's scouts, right? The decision makers. The guys that stood up there or sat there and agreed with Ron Rivera and were brought here at the behest of Ron Rivera, even if they're just figureheads, that's the one I can't stomach. I can't. A lot of fans feel as I do, and a lot of fans are like you that just don't care. They don't care at all. Well, that those guys have mostly been sidelined. You've been demoted. Yep. You don't have much
3: responsibility anymore. You should have as many people around you with differing opinions as possible. You don't have to listen to anything that they say. If you want to keep Martin Mayhew around because you want to do the opposite of what he thinks every time, that's okay too. I just think that there's zero harm in him making a lot less money. Took a haircut, I'm sure, having a lesser title. You didn't even make him, he didn't go from GM to assistant to the GM. He's like in an advisor role. They're going, hey, man, go watch some tape for me on this linebacker. Tell me what you think. And they're putting that in a pile with 10 other sheets of paper from other people in the building and what they think.
4: What's the drawback to that? At times, it was just him and Adam Peters talking to a coach, deciding who's going to be in charge of the franchise. That's the harm to well, They hadn't right. hired Lance Newmark yet. Yeah. He was one of the few people that was left in the building at that time. I don't want him left in the building at that time. That, that's my point, is the harm is, is done. He's still here. He's still valued. The, the idea that he's now like working a post in Antarctica – I think is isn't correct. That's that's our dream, or that's what we like. We're kind of wish casting that. I think they're I think they're buddies. I think well, they're I in. I think this. they are
3: buddies. I mean, he'll be in the building. My point is, the people that matter the most in the decision making are all new. It's Peters. It's Newmark. It's Quinn, and I think the scouting department, which are the holdovers, but that's a given because mm-hmm. they got to figure out who's good and who isn't. They got to monitor and watch them in the months ahead. But you also just that's that's a historical precedent you can't come in here in january or february the way the coaching search went for them this year and blow out a scouting staff that's 80 percent done with its draft work and the draft like on, on a clock you know that starts at midnight the draft is back at 11 59 59 you're basically at like 8 p.m at this point of the year of the work that they put in so you need them to to stand by their reporting mm-hmm. and See what's what. So you knew they were going to keep their jobs. We'll see how many of them get replaced. I would imagine Peters has a lot of friends around the business that he'd love to. You saw him if you watch this uh, video that they put out called Commander's Log, which is kind of like their hard knocks that they do on their own socials. It's a really, really good episode that the Commander's just put out. Tip of the cap to them, whoever produces and edits that. But Peters was walking around in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Like, everyone's coming up and dapping him up, mm-hmm. like, bro, congrats. Everyone loves him. You don't think that some of these lower-level scouts in these other places that he's been watching players with at random fields all over the country for a bunch of years, he wouldn't want to bring them in and make him his regional guy or whatever? Yeah,
4: local guy comes regional guy, regional guy becomes cross-checker, cross-checker becomes... Yeah, totally. I, and, I, and So that's why I don't have a problem with... Your main with,
3: gripe is Mayhew.
4: It's That's Mayhew and Herney, the Martys. The guys that only had a gig now, because Herney, of Now, I
3: think, will be in Alaska. I think he's like... Uh, in one of those huts in uh the HBO show uh season 3 True Detective True Detective <laughs> Which, by the way have you finished I did yeah I'm a couple episodes behind I'm still catching I won't it. say I'm not saying a word It's getting a little weirder than I wanted to I think you
4: said it wouldn't be too weird for me It's not too weird for you It's getting weirder Right that's on you cuz it's yeah. not that weird It's like it's night for months at a time and there's nothing but snow and it's pretty dreary not much going on. That's fine. So, so people, I don't have any problem but with people's that. People's minds wander a little bit up there, is what i say. Is that what's happening, you think? I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything for you. Okay. I'm just telling you.
3: It's just getting a little bit like, you know, is there a ghost? And, you know, what, what planet's he from? But do you, you remember
4: season one? What about
3: the alien? Remember
4: season one? There was a spaghetti monster and there's all sorts of stuff that was wild and crazy. <laughs> it's a good point. I am i haven't given it up. Hey, you know Carcosa? Like, you mean this, like, overgrown area of brush of and vegetation? But point is,
3: yeah. Marty's in Alaska. I, I don't like. Mayhew's gonna be here. I don't. By the way, I don't think this is like finishing out his contract. I'll bet you he's here for the long term.
4: Oh yeah, and this is this is my point. He shouldn't be. Like, I, seems like a nice guy. Played here. I, I have nothing against him personally. I remember. I agree with Coach. I agree with Coach. I agree with Coach. Coach is absolutely right. I agree with Coach. Coach is right. And those were no, all his no, pressers. no, 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 no. Gone instantly. The first day I could shut off his access, I do it. I I can't have it. I can't have it. I can't have the guy that high-fived everybody when they got Emmanuel Forbes when he fell to them, which would have been true at round two, probably. Maybe round three. Who knows? I can't have that guy still having any influence other than is the tea hot enough. Like, I just can't stand it. It makes my blood boil. I just, we're so close. We're so close to not being a joke. We're so close to being right. We're so close to just doing the things that are smart and reasonable so many guys that have made bad decisions in previous regimes have been let go. Just let him go. Let him go somewhere else. He could do that, he could make bad decisions somewhere else. He can never get a job, GM job again anywhere else in this league. He could be the assistant to the assistant regional manager for the traveling secretary and put the Yankees at that Radisson, like George Costanza did one time. But
3: he'd get this job that he has in several places, probably.
4: Let him do that then. I, Write him a nice recommendation.
3: I'm just saying his previous job, he should not have had. That has been proven. That's not like me now being rude and having an opinion that isn't fair. He was not good enough at it. He no longer has it. Like that's very. They went and got Adam Peters, mm-hmm. not because he was awesome. They didn't fire Ron Rivera and go, Martin Mayhew's going to run the search because right. he's a great GM. He's got a new job that he is qualified for and can probably do, which is help your friend, who's now the general manager, occasionally... You know,
4: do some uh, scribble some reports down. Organizing. I just bet you there's another guy that could do it too, who who doesn't have the track record here of being wrong on everything. I bet you somebody else could write a report about a linebacker from Kent State. I bet you somebody else could tell me if the guard is okay from uh, Wisconsin. What'd you guys think of Adam Peters' answer
3: when Danny asked him yesterday why are Mayhew and some of the uh, Rivera era guys still here rather than just cleaning house? G and D on the fan.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
7: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
6: You refer to them as holdovers. DQ actually had a great, great um, thought process with that. And, and they're not holdovers. They're part of the new staff. And so they're starting over. So whatever, you know, whatever – they were doing before they're they're part of what we're doing moving forward. So, I can tell you I think we have four four coaches from the previous staff and and we have a lot of people on in the personnel department and they're all here because they deserve to be here because they're they're really good people and they're really good at what they do. So, we're we're excited as heck to to have them and have them be a part of this thing moving forward.
3: That was Adam Peters as heard right here on Grant and Danny yesterday. I want to be clear about one thing, Danny. You're not suggesting that everyone should be out because they made the change. You're saying they should be out because they didn't do a good job. Yes. Like, in other words, someone tweeted and was like, well, if you guys get a new program director, should you guys automatically lose your show? Well, without getting into too many details, business has been kind of booming for your boys for the better part of the last decade. If we were getting terrible ratings and no one listened to our show or cared, yeah, probably. Now, I'm not with you. I've... I, I would have moved on from him, certainly, if it was me. But I don't have a problem with them not having done so. But can you clarify that?
4: Yeah, I, I think it's an important distinction. And by the way, again, I'm, I'm not ripping of Peters at all. This is not me criticizing him e- even a little bit. But You're allowed to disagree with him. Well, but I'm saying I'm not I'm not criticizing him. Um, you're doing some semantics with the word holdover. Here's what it means. A person or thing that continues from an earlier time, especially a person who continues in an organization after other people have been replaced. They're holdovers. From a different regime, of course. That's okay. It, and you want to call them something different because they're part of a new regime, and that's your philosophy. That's fine. But it's it's like a, a semantics game it, to a degree. Recalibrate versus rebuild. Sure, you're not going to be good for a little bit. That's okay. We'll, we're all in for this. And again, I'm I am very pro Peters. This is not me being anti him, but this this is about the reason Adam Peters and company are here. The reason Lance Newmark is here because the previous regime needed to be replaced desperately, it was obvious for years that they couldn't do the job very well. They messed up time after time after time after time. Nearly every major decision wrong. We got we even got video of some of it. They like, might have bat- had
3: like a 225 batting average in free agency. And maybe they're better in the draft, but not by much. Maybe like a 350 or 400 average. This ain't
4: baseball, folks. Uh, just picking players in the draft. So when With the Capitals, for example, when George McPhee was let go and they hired internally Brian McClellan, you're going, listen, for all McPhee's faults for, you know, uh, Martin Erat and uh, Peter Forsberg, for every one of those, they've been pretty competitive for a while. So one of his disciples who may have disagreed at times with him, that's not the end of the world. When the Wizards did it, it's like, uh, eh, we don't have a great track record of success here. We have 150 games. Are we sure we want to do this internally? Even though Tommy Shepard's a really nice dude. That's kind of my point here. This holdover, it's not as if he was exemplary. Tavita Pritchard, by all accounts, is awesome. Knows the hell he's doing. I was blown away meeting the guy and talking to him. Really, really impressed. Fine. These dudes that were making decisions were awful at this. And they stood there just nodding next to Ron Rivera. And they wouldn't have had those gigs if it weren't for Rivera. Just ship them out. Find another pencil pusher. Find another guy to watch a little bit of video somewhere.
3: Let's go to Jerry, who's in DC on Grant and Danny. What's up, Jerry?
6: Hey, how you doing? Uh, I um, I disagree. I disagree the way y'all leaning on uh, Mayhew. one, um, okay, look at the receivers we had. Yeah, I, I could say he made a mistake at quarterback. I would definitely say that. But um, he didn't. The receiver was with, here
3: when he showed up. Who's their number one? Ter- uh, okay, Kirk, it was Curtis Samuel didn't give them as much production as what they paid for. He was the ninth highest paid receiver in the league. And did they sign him the year before Mayu came? Ago. Not sure, but 2020? It, was a, it was a swing yeah. and a miss. And Jahan Dotson has been a disappointment as a first-round pick. Now, I love him. They they completely missed on De'Ami Brown in the third round. So what, what credit are we giving him for wide receiver?
6: Well, we ain't got to just say Robbie receiver. Just take away his you, credit for the quarterback. You, okay, guess what? But I'm saying if they had somebody to throw them the ball, not a Sandlot quarterback, then they, they drafted somehow. They they, they
3: traded for Carson Wentz. They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Terrible.
6: terrible. You're right. Yes. That's terrible. That's terrible. But that wasn't his. That wasn't totally Mayhew's decision. He
3: That's was part of the group down. making the decision. He was the GM, though. I mean. You're right. R- Rivera can be blamed for everything, if and you I want. do. By the way, I blame Rivera wholeheartedly. He, he got fired. <laughs> yeah. But the, the most influential decision maker, other than Ron Rivera, and the guy with the GM title, fair or not, the trades go on your ledger. I understand he is carrying out Rivera's plan. Like you, you find me the wins. We, yeah. we, you just named a couple positions. We went through them. You're like, okay, well, that was bad. Find me the wins. Yeah, I go down a the checklist. Did you, did
4: you say yes on Norwell? Yes on William Jackson? Did you say yes on Forbes? Did you say yes on Jamon Davis? All these guys. And if the answer is yes, get out of here. Peter King joins us next on GND on the fan.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit
1: HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
7: Vielen Dank.